make an introduction. Uh, we are, we love Fred and Elizabeth. They are on the elder team here. Fred and Elizabeth are fantastic servants of God. Um, they have been walking with the Lord for a really long time. I think almost as long as I've actually been saved, or even longer. Uh, they've been, maybe as long as I've been alive. I forget the exact year that they got saved. It's, it's kind of like <laughs> Pastor Tom started ministering the year I was born. So they're in the same boat. Elizabeth and Fred and Elizabeth have been around a bit. And, you know, it's one thing for, to see someone's life, but it's another thing to see somebody's life after they've been hurt and crushed and stepped on and knocked down a few times. And Fred and Elizabeth have got the resolve to continue to get back up. The Bible says, though a righteous man fall or get knocked down, though he get back up. And this is the testimony of Fred and Elizabeth, is that they have just gotten back up and gotten back up and gotten back up and gotten back up. And listen, if you guys know their story, it's, it's, I'm not exaggerating. And the thing of it is, is that they do it. They do it with joy. They do it with a smile on their face. And they do it, and they continue to still love people well. What a testimony. What a testimony in these two. Honored, honored, honored that these guys are by our side here at Redeeming Love. Honored, honored, honored to have Elizabeth come and bring the word this morning. She is a teacher. She's got a teaching gift. So Elizabeth, come and welcome Elizabeth this morning. Amen. Come on. I'm not supposed to keep cry before I... That's right. Yeah. Okay. Pastor Tom, mm. No. <laughs> Good morning. All right, so this is my first attempt with, uh, you know, slides. Clearly, it's too small, but that's okay. I'm learning. And, and there's a, a, for those of you who were here last week, there's a battery in the mic this week. <laughs> oh. All right, so we're continuing with the Gifts of the Spirit series. And my, my gift that I'm going to be talking about is kindness. So as you can see, is kindness a random act? So, you know, we've heard this, right, for a long time. You can, you can pretty much go on a drive anywhere and find at least one car that's going to have that practice random acts of kindness on it. And, you know, as I follow those people, I'm like, are those people kind or do they just own the bumper sticker? Because, <laughs> right, right? Like, you know, maybe cut them off at the intersection and we'll see how kind they are. But, um, you know, the definition of random is... Um, Something that's, you know, just haphazardly done, okay? Something that haphazardly happens. Haphazardly is kind of the word I put in there because, you know, it's all... When you look these things up, like a thousand things come up, right? Um, but this is what I, I liked, the one part I liked. Kindness, random kindness, random, is chosen without method or conscious decision. Really? So is God a random God? No, he's not a random God. You know, does he choose to, to do things without, you know, having a plan for it? No. We may not see the plan, but God's always got a plan. And it's, you know, God consciously did the things he did. He consciously sent his son, right? He knew what he was doing. It wasn't just a random act. So that's kind of what I want to look at this morning. You know, if, if God's not random in his acts, should we be random? Good. Should we be? Good. Because, you know, like, random things do happen. And, like, 
here's a good example of, of randomness. D during worship, God was putting something on my heart, and I was like, how am I going to pull this off? You know, because I knew that I had to pull it off right after worship. And so I looked down the row. There's my son. You know, tell my son, son, go do this, because God's prompting me, and so you, you need to go do this. Okay, so, you know, he may have disappeared right here, but he'll be back. He'll be back. Because sometimes... God drops things into your spirit like that, and they have to be done like that. It's still not random. Right. It's not by choice. It's by the prompting of God. So I want us to understand that random acts of kindness is something I'm going to talk about, but it's not really random when God is in it, okay? So Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Let's go back to the second word. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So what this spoke to me is God, God, in his kindness, sent Christ to forgive us, to take our sins, right? So talk about the largest act of kindness. It's not coffee. It's not a few bucks, right? It's not mowing somebody's lawn. It's not the, you look great today. The largest act of kindness that I could come across was that God sent his son to die for our sins. And then he's saying to us, Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So as I was preparing this, I was like, you know, that, that's really it for me, right? If I am not kind, then I am not doing what this says because it's saying, do this even as God. So if Jesus is in you, if you're born again and you're sitting here and you're professing to have Jesus in your life, then really everything about you should be kind. Yes. Everything. You know, now, uh, I'm human, <laughs> you're human, and so sometimes that's hard. I actually wrote here, you know, like, um, I, I'm just not like that all the time. It, like, I have, people have told me I'm curt, I'm black and white, I'm blunt, I'm a lot of things, but usually they don't use the word kind. I am kind, I think I am kind, okay? But those just aren't words that people use. And then there's my husband, so I'm going to embarrass him. People say to me, he's so kind, he's so nice, he's so this, he's so that. And I'm like, he's not blunt, he's not black and white, but he is. It's just the way you present. So I've had to work on that, okay? That is something over my apparently incredibly long walk, because I'm old, um, that I have had to... Um, it's okay, I still love you, Pastor Matt, because it says right here, forgiving one another. <laughs> so, but anyway, it's really something I've had to work on. For years, I had a friend who was very soft-spoken, and she just, like, everything about her was, like, sweet oil. And, you know, she still was very firm in her beliefs and whatever, but she had that kind of little voice and that kind of little walk and that kind of little everything. And I was like... I just want to be like her, you know? I want to have her personality. I want to present the way she presents. If you met her behind closed doors, that was a whole different story. So you see what I'm saying? 
You get what you get. God gives you what you have, and you need to learn to refine it into kindness. You need to learn to take your personality and make it what God wants. So yes, I am a very short and to the point person. Black is black, as white is white, and I have a hard time functioning in gray. That works for the kingdom of God. It really does. But it's how I present it. I no longer, when I am, you know, talking to somebody about coming to Christ, tell them, you know, if you, I mean, it worked. It got my husband saved, okay? But I no longer say if you get hit by a truck, you're going to hell, and I'm not. I don't say that anymore, you know? I, I, I'm, a little, I'm a little more gracious, and I'm a little more merciful, and, and I, I understand that I have to come from the love side, you know, the love of Jesus. So, you know, kindness is really giving hope to those who think they're all alone in this world. It really is. It's seeing the best in others when they can't see it in themselves, right? And it's telling them what you see. It really is. I wrote a, um, I, I took this from, um, somebody sent it to me actually, and my husband copied it for me. But, you know, it's telling them what we see. It's, it's daily taking the Jesus in you and giving it to someone for free, absolute free. Your words have to be free. If God prompts you to do something with your time, it has to be free. There's no return on kindness. Return comes because that's how God works. Amen. Return comes. But I don't go and mow your lawn expecting you to give me a 20 or to bake me a cake or anything. I go to mow your lawn because God put it on my heart to go and mow that lawn because it's an act of kindness. It's what Jesus wants. So this is, this is not up on the sides, but it says, too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. Right? Read it again. Pastor Matt says, read it again. Here we go. <laughs> Too often, yeah. we underestimate the power of a touch, yep. a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. Yeah. At some point in your life, think for a minute, were you ever in a situation where maybe you were just having a day? We all have them. And maybe somebody smiled at you. Or maybe somebody, you know, said, you look really great in that dress. You know, and it lifts our spirits, right? It, it sort of makes us happy inside. Now, it might take a lot of that if you're really down here. But, you know, imagine if... Throughout your day, everyone that touched your life, everyone that you saw, was kind, okay? Um, we all have been in the line where people are complaining, you know? Do something kind. Let them go in front of you, you know? I mean, yeah, you're going to be there a little longer. Or, you know, maybe you brought five bags to the grocery store, and they don't have a bag, and they're like, no, I'll just, and so offer them a bag. Give them your bag. You know, so they're not trying to not spend the five cents or whatever. You don't, you can't judge that. You can't. Maybe they don't have the five cents. So I, I worked for an organization. Um, I, 
I could say a while back, but I just finished Wednesday, so that doesn't sound right. When I was working for the organization I was working with, during COVID, we, did, um, we worked with Catholic Charities to provide meals um, and to um, give food at certain times. And so it was really super hot. I can't be in the sun because of something that happens to me. So I'm always in a hat and I'm always slathered or I have UV clothing. But they chose one of the hottest days and our team was going there. And there's this lady in charge of it who's just the sweetest little like teddy bear love kind of woman. And um, we all had to gather an hour before to learn our stations. And there was, there, I forget how many, like, they go by tonnage, how many. So we were expected to be able to feed any place between, and by feed, I mean give them groceries, not feed them like this, but give them groceries, like in their trunks, big, huge things, meat and, and breads and, you know, all kinds of things, uh, brownies to make for their children, um, you know. And so we all gathered. And... Uh, an hour before she comes and we prayed and then she said, I want you all to understand, you are going to see BMWs pull through here, you're going to see some Mercedes, you're going to see people with, you know, bangles on themselves and men in suits. Don't you dare judge it. You smile, you hand out the food because maybe, maybe they're here to get it for somebody who didn't have a car, who wasn't able to come. Maybe they're the pastor of the church, so they just want to represent Jesus well. You don't know. You don't know. And you know, I was, I was on a corner directing traffic. Can you picture that? I can barely get up and down the stairs, but I'm directing traffic. And um, so the person I was with was a little judgmental. And they're like, this is ridiculous. Like, Mercedes coming around the bend. And, you know, and so I had an opportunity to just say, did you not hear what this person in charge said? Like, we can't be like that. We're here as representatives of the organization. I took it a step farther. I was there as a rep representative of Jesus Christ. And yeah. so I'm going to smile. I'm going to, you know, people would say, am I in the right line? You know, all kinds of things. But we can't judge if we're going to be kind. If God puts something on your heart, you do it. It doesn't matter whether the person receives it, needs it, wants it, accepts it. You know, like, it doesn't matter. You have, to, you have to be that person. You have to be that person that on a daily basis wakes up and makes a conscious decision to be kind, to just put your smile on, you know. I'm not a good crowd person. I really do not like crowds. I'm more of a, like, very zoned-in kind of person. But I've had to learn simply because of my career and being in leadership. And you've, you've got to go out there. You've got to extend your hand. You've got to, we're going to be doing a book, walk across the room, right? You've got to walk across the room. You've got to be the person that makes that person feel at home. That's being kind. That's, you know, redeeming love. We always talk about the name of redeeming love. We're a church that loves. This morning, I felt like we're a church that loves and heals and all these things. But, you know, we want to be the church that's kind. When we came here, you were breaking your fast in January of 2013. Now, we knew Pastor Tom and Lynn, and we knew a few others. We kind of knew the medics. Ariana was in my class for a short period of time and, you know, different things. So, but we, we snuck in, and we sat over here, like near the office. And first of all, I don't know who the greeters were. Maybe you remember. I don't remember. They greeted us with love. They smiled at us. 
they asked us if we'd ever been here before, and the answer was no, right? We knew Trish because Trish is actually the reason we're here. So um, she just worked on it and worked on it. Yeah, you go, Trish. Um, but anyway, Pastor Tom and Lynn came out, and the minute they saw us, they stopped everything they were doing. And um, it's my understanding that the church had just experienced great loss and then had been through your fast. So, you know, the first thing Pastor Tom said was, don't judge us on today. We're breaking a fast. We just had a great loss in the church. And come back. We love you. Do you know we never felt that, Pastor Tom? The first week we were here, all we felt was love and kindness. That's all we felt. And so that's what we need to do. Whether you're a greeter or you're not a greeter, we need to do that, right? It can't, it just can't be a random act. But, you know, we're commanded to do it in Ephesians, right? So let's see here. Next slide. All right. Now, that was all the, that was all the preface. No. <laughs> Walt Disney, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Begin doing. What... This is going to require us to do something. I don't know one thing that God says in the Bible that doesn't require us to do something. Yeah. Whether in our heart, in our mind, you know, physically, emotionally, anything, we must do. Kindness is an act of love. It's an act of love, okay? And you know the song, love is nothing unless you give it away. That's not, yeah. Give it away, right? We all sang it in Bible school, right? Love is nothing if you don't give it away. And if kindness is, is love, then I guess we all need to be kind. I guess we all need to figure, you know, how are we going to do this? So Ephesians 5, 1 through 2. Walk in love. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. So again, if Jesus is in you, right, then you must be kind. What are you showing people about Jesus if you're a grumbelly, right? You're a complainer. You judge people. What, 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 is, what are you showing them, you know? And this was a little tough, you know, for me to... Um, Lost my thing here. It was a little tough for me to try to put this together because I'm like, so what I'm really saying is just do it. You know, like if Jesus is in you, then then we need to, you know, it says here, be imitators of, of God as dear children. Would you ever see Jesus in the grocery line with a person in front of me who's a dollar fifty short and not not give them the dollar fifty? Would Jesus ever know that there's maybe an older person has some, you know, property and you've got a little time on your hands and a trailer and you can go over there and boom, 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 ride around on your little John Deere, which I love to do, um, and get it done? Would, would Jesus not do it because he'd rather watch the football game or he'd rather lay out in the sun or he'd rather, you know, go for tea with them? Um, you know, their friends or whatever. No, Jesus would get in his truck and get the tra tractor on the trailer and go and do it. Those are things that we can do and be imitators of Christ. I think sometimes we look at this scripture and we think, oh, I have to be holy as God is holy. And you do, you do. But we don't float. 
We don't, we don't float around in the kingdom of God. We have purpose here. Purpose. And part of that purpose is to do the will of the Father in heaven. And doing the will of the Father in heaven is to be kind. Go out of your way. And then put in your pocket. People don't need to know. They really don't need to know. Right? So I work with a woman, or I did work with a woman. Still getting used to it. Um, I did work with a woman who had one of the most tender hearts that she just had a tender, tender heart. She was constantly giving or whatever. And her last day, she was crying because she had made friends with the Dunkin' Donuts people. Okay? She went to the same Dunkin' Donuts every morning for 18 plus months. Okay? And often she'd go at lunch because I could never get out of the office. And I'd be like, hey, if you're going, could you get me a coffee? You know, and she, she was always so sweet. And she came in that morning. And she, she was a little bit late, late for her, which was always like 45 minutes early. So you, you kind of, you know what I mean? Um, and she came in a little bit late, and she looked like she'd been crying. And I asked her if she was okay. And she said, yeah. She said, I just said my goodbyes at Dunkin' Donuts. And um, I was like, that's sweet. And she said, I was very bold. And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, I went in and the manager, and I was like, this is my last day. I'm retiring, blah, blah, blah. And so she, she said to the manager, do you think I could talk to your staff for just a minute? Now, it's 6.30 in the morning, right? That's like coffee rush hour, right? Yeah. When it's near a hospital. It's coffee rush hour, okay? And because Teresa had been so kind... With the tip jar, with her words, the manager said, absolutely. And she went, front center, Teresa's got something to say. Oh, I said her name, but that's okay. Glory to God. Teresa, if you're watching, this is you. Um, and so all the people gathered together, and she said to them, I just wanted to thank you all for always being kind to an old lady. And she said, I would come in here, and some mornings I'd be frazzled and you know, she, you know, she's done things like change pocketbooks and forget where she put her e-money. Like, you know, we all do this, right? But she said, I just want to thank you for your kindness. And she said, I want you to do exactly what this said. Never underestimate the power of your smiles, the power of your, how are you today, Teresa? They called her by name. I mean, you know. And so she took three minutes of her life to thank them for being kind to her, but they were kind to her because she's a teddy bear. She is a very kind, sweet person. So when I said earlier, you do get it back, see, you do get it back, right? If you're kind, people will be kind to you. But things like that are so important. You know, take that minute or two out of your day and tell people, you know, share with people what you appreciate about them, you know? Do it with strangers, do it with your friends, do it with your spouse and your children. That's how we all grow in what God has for us. You know, Fred sees things in me I don't see in myself. And he's had to take the pruning hook at times, but often it's just, you know, encouraging me with kindness. You know, hey, boom, boom, boom. Same with him, same with my friends, same here in the church, same anywhere, really. Um, you know, one of the things that I was able to do at the organization I was with is build some teams that could work really cohesively and move forward. And that I do believe that's a gift God has given me. But part of that along the way was 
noticing the special thing about each person and pointing it out. Like, you know what? I think you need to go in this role. You need to be here because you're just really good at that. You know, that's kindness. It takes two seconds. What it takes on the flip side of that coin is you being so in touch with God that you can hear that voice telling you which direction to go, yeah. right? I don't know how many people are here today, you know, like maybe 70 or whatever, but who does God want me to talk to after service and why, right? Like, you know, I just love to talk to Angelia. I just love to talk to Pastor Stacy. My sister's here. I'd love to talk to her. But who does God want me to talk to? And what does God want me to say, right? Because we should be that sweet-smelling aroma. I can keep it here, right, and just meander and not really have purpose. But I guarantee you that there is someone God is going to put in your path today that needs your kindness, they, they need that, that word. They need that smile. They need something. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, you're the only person that can do that in their life. Sometimes you need a stranger. Sometimes you need a friend. It's just the way it is, you know? Um, I also wanted to just talk about what abilities a kind person needs. So one of the things that I read was a kind person has the ability to be present in any situation. They have that listening ear. They have that warm smile, right? They're, they have that encouraging word. They're selfless. They're compassionate. Uh, they're merciful. Um, so I really thought about that, to be present in any situation, to have a listening ear. Do we do that? Or are we on to the next thing? Right? So at the end of service, some bellies are going to be grumbling. Right? Um, or you're just going to want to freshen up your coffee or have a cup of tea, grab that leftover piece of chocolate cake before your husband gets it. You know, things like that. Um, so are you really going to be present? Right? You know? If somebody walks up to you, and, you know, you can tell sometimes. You're standing there, right? You're standing there. Maybe you're in a conversation. It's a light conversation, right? And you see somebody like, and they stand three feet away from you like this. Chances are they want to talk to you. <laughs> you know? So are you present? Are you going to take your time out, you know, and give that person that listening ear? Um, or are you just going to be, you know, talking to them? You know, here they are, right? Here they are. Like, this is the person, and, and you're doing this. Or, oh, I'm sorry, i got to get, you know, and sometimes that's okay. <clears throat> sometimes it is. But most of the time it's probably not, you know. So um, we just need, <clears throat> excuse me, to really be present when people are talking to us. Really be present in their need. And so needs aren't always, my dog died, you know, can we pray for my aunt, she's sick. Sometimes needs are to share your joy. So I've had this going on in my life um, over the last like four weeks where I've been sending texts out to share my joy, right? And, you know, a couple friends have been sending texts to me to share my joy. And then it got down to the wire of leaving and uh, 
I had just a little moment of sadness, not because I didn't want to leave and go on to the next thing, but just, you know, you, you get close to people, right? And so here I was like, sharing my joy, sharing my joy, sharing my joy, sharing my joy, sharing my joy. Whoops. I'm a little bit sad, you know? And so that's what friends do. That's what people who have Jesus do. They take the time, whether you're happy or sad. And you know what? We should, <clears throat> excuse me, we should share our joys. Praise reports, right? We need to share our joys and see that as you being kind to other people because you know what the song said, even when I can't see it, you're moving. Sometimes people can see God moving because you've shared your joy, right? They can see God moving because they see a plan worked out in your life. And you know what? I am not, I, I am special to God, but I am not, like, who am I that God should so choose to use me or bless me or call on me or talk to me? You know what? I'm a child of God. You're a child of God. So inasmuch as God gave me joy or moved in my life or brought a healing, God's going to do the same thing for you. But, you know, we've got to learn that we have to take the time. And I think that's what being present in kindness is. I think being present where we're giving that person some time, some space, some ear, some smile, kind word, that's really, you know, being present, right? Um, so let's go to Luke 10, 27. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. So do we just love God some of the time? Right? And so we should love God all of the time. And then when should I love my neighbor as Christ loves me? If God loves me all of the time, and then God says, love your neighbor, right? So it's a balance scale, right? So if you're saying and professing that you love God all the time, then you should be loving your neighbor all the time too. You really should. Now that doesn't mean you can be present all the time like we were just talking about. But you can be kind. You know, years ago we had, um, uh, there was actually a house next to ours, it's gone now, um, and they had a very, very long driveway, and we were the only people who had a snowblower. And so I can remember my husband doing our driveway, and then doing their driveway. And that's a kindness, right? It's, it's loving your neighbor as you love God. Did God come down and melt the snow? No. He had to go work. He, had, he was cold. I brought him cocoa because I'm a good wife. And, you know, but sometimes, sometimes we have to go out of ourselves because of the love of Christ in us. You know, doesn't matter if we were close with those neighbors. We or we were friends. It it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. You know, they weren't strangers because they lived next door and we knew them. But we really were not friends with them, and that's okay. You know, your your friends know you're a Christian. If they're close friends, they're going to know you have Jesus in your heart. They either do or they don't. Work on it. Pray for them. Whatever. But strangers. If that's all they see is that act of kindness, it's a door. It's an opening. It's an opening, right? The little um, cards, the engage cards, carry your engage cards. Give them out. 
do something for someone and talk to them about Jesus. Tell them about the love of God. Like, God will give you the opportunity. He'll give you the words. But sometimes it's just got to start with being kind, having that kind spirit. And we need to live it every day. We really do. We need to, to live it all the time in any situation, okay? You could um, be in a place where maybe you're having a little bit of a rough time, you know? Maybe things aren't going the way you think that they should go. Maybe, you know, you've prayed for healing for so long, right? And sometimes it's hard, but you know what? Like, you don't stop doing because of, of the pit you're in. Why don't you spend some time with God, read the word, pray, praise, get out of your pit, and then you'll be okay. But you know what? That's not how it works. Sometimes you're here and you're clawing your way up. We've all been there, right? Sometimes it takes longer than others. That does not give you the right to misrepresent the Jesus in you by not being kind. It doesn't. That's probably the hardest thing that I have in my notes to say today. We don't really have the right to misrepresent Jesus Christ. We do not. And I'm sorry if that hurts. And I'm probably the first person that, you know, should be taken out back, my skin peeled down and salt rubbed in to learn that lesson, right? It, it's taken me a while because, like I said, I don't do crowds well. I'm sorry, you never heard that? It's not something I practice. It's not something I practice. But imagine the pain if you're, you know, you've gotten salt in a little cut, right? But sometimes I learn lessons hard. Sometimes I learn lessons hard. They take a while to get into my thickness, right? Now, as you grow in the Lord, it doesn't take that much time. But my point is really that we don't get to misrepresent God. If we love God and we have Jesus in our heart, then we should absolutely, beyond a shadow of a doubt, have that Christ-like nature that's going to cause us to be kind, to go out of our way, out of ourself. First, Thessal Thess First Thessalonians 5.15. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. So really, let's face it, we are human, right? Like, we're human. And sometimes when somebody has maybe gotten our goat, we don't want to be kind, right? We're irked. We're just a little annoyed. We're frustrated. Then we work our way into being angry, and they had no right. And what were they thinking? First of all, get off that track. Just get off that track. You know, people will hurt you. People are human. Jesus can live in there and you can still get hurt. The Bible says it, okay? Don't live there. Do not live there. You may have to be the forgiving one, right? Don't render evil for evil when you've been hurt. Don't look to hurt. Don't look to hurt and don't go over here and tell them how you're hurt. Now, Pastor Matt and Stacy know my, our story. Pastor Tom and Lynn know our story. There's a few people who know where we come from, and, and when he's talking about hurts, he knows some of those deep hurts. But we didn't go around going, you know what, and you know who? Don't do it. Don't render evil for evil. So get off that track, and instead, 
Get down on your knees and say, Jesus, I forgive such and such in this situation. And you know what? Maybe you can't be kind in that moment. Maybe you can't be kind in that moment. But I guarantee you, if you really have forgiven that person, there's going to be an opportunity for kindness somewhere. Okay? So I'm going to give you an example from our lives with no names. Years back, we were at a a church and some things happened. And... um, you know, it was a complicated situation because I was employed there and, um, you know, stuff happens and so you move forward, right? And when we moved forward, you know, all ties ceased or whatever. My mom was in a nursing home at the time and uh, we left around 2008, um, 2009, someplace in there. And um, my mom was in a nursing home. She had a lot of health problems or whatever and I'm driving home from my current job, and my phone goes off. And it's a person I haven't talked to in probably three years, close to maybe four even. And I'm like, that's odd. Oh, actually, I wasn't driving home. I was on lunch at the place where I was working. And um, I know Aaron's laughing because he says I throw in too many details. Keep it short, Elizabeth. Keep it short. So anyway, I... The phone rang three times with this person's name on it. Now, I still had this person in my phone. So I picked it up finally, and the person said, I'm probably the last person you want to hear from, but the nursing home called here, and your mother's in an ambulance, and you need to get to St. Peter's. And I was like, thank you. And then they said, please, we'll be praying. Please let us know if you need anything or you're okay. Now, these people we hadn't talked to, we had forgiven them. We knew nothing of what was going on, um, out of touch, you know, out of, out of mind, out of space, whatever. You know, we got to the hospital, yada, 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 and um, I got to the hospital. And my husband, I had called him, and I said, go get burgers, whatever, feed the boys. I'm at the hospital. I'll be home late. It happened a lot, so we were used to this drill. And he goes to Price Chopper over here, and who walks out but the husband of the woman who called me? hadn't seen him in three years, hadn't talked to him or whatever, they bump into each other and they're in the middle of Price Chopper parking lot was a round of forgiveness that only God can do. And then the husband had no idea that the wife had called me saying that, you know, had called or whatever. So God pulls it all together eventually. He really does. And we are now friends with these people and have connections with them and things like that. But I guess my point in that is we had a lot of choices. You always have a choice on how you handle a bad situation. And out of, you know, maybe the nursing home would have eventually called my cell phone. I don't know. You know, it was a deal. It was a big deal. Trust me. Um, but she didn't have to do that. You know, she didn't really have to pass it on. She did it out of kindness and the goodness of her heart, and it was the right thing to do. So, you know, if you are very careful to do good for yourselves and others, God brings things together. You may have to get on your knees. You may have to get on your knees to be kind to somebody you don't want to be kind to. But it's well worth it. And, you know, the Bible says we have to do it. The Word of God says we have to do it. So, you know, do it, right? Um, Just do it. 2 Timothy 2.24, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patient, enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness, gentleness, saved and unsaved. 
That is our job, if we are heaven-bound, spirit-filled Christians, to be kind and to lead others to repentance. Whether it's a brother or sister who needs to be corrected, some iron sharpening iron, right? Or someone who needs Jesus to fill their life with joy and peace and love and maybe forgiveness in and of themselves. You know, if we really haven't learned to receive God's kindness, which was Jesus Christ on the cross, to forgive our sins. If we ourselves have not received that, now's the time. Because you can be a really good person. You can be a great person. You can be a person that, it's a teddy bear person, you know, love and peace and joy and they share their lives. But our job as Christians is to give those people and the not so nice ones the Jesus in us. That's the biggest act of kindness that we can do. You can buy coffee, you can pay somebody's mortgage, you can, you know, help them move, you can mow a lawn, you know, you can give away a lawn tractor, you can do whatever. But the biggest act of kindness that God gave to us was to send Jesus for our sins so that we can be heaven bound, so that we can walk in the fullness of Christ. So in turn, we take that Jesus in us and it's our job to go out and give the biggest act of kindness you can give, which is Jesus to others. Whether it's through a smile, whether it's through a touch, whether it's through something we have to give, the listening moment, whatever it is. So I'm just going to read this again. Too often, we underestimate the power of a touch. Wouldn't it be great to have a touch from Jesus this morning? Just one touch. A smile, a kind word. What's God speaking? Spend some time. Listen to what kind word God is giving to you so you have that kind word to give to somebody else. A listening ear. You know, sometimes we don't have time, but God always has time. He's always there to listen to us. We listen to God. He gives us whatever it takes to listen to others. An honest compliment or the smallest act of caring Maybe today just saying to somebody, well, instead of just saying, I'm going to pray for that for you, actually praying, take the time, you know, may I lay hands on you, just going to pray healing over you today. You know, what if God heals that person? What if you miss that opportunity? Because you weren't listening to God, you were listening to life and everything else. We never know what's going to turn a life around except this. Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That will turn your life around. And then you will be loving. You will be kind. You will be gracious. You will be all the things that you need to be to turn Troy around. Amen. <laughs> you know, to turn the state around. However, so you know, if, if you don't know Jesus, now's the time. Now's the time. There's a little spot. I'm sorry, Pastor Matt, I'm doing it. <laughs> Take your engage card. If you don't know Jesus, there's a spot on there that says, I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. It's my first time. If you've been a wanderer, maybe scared to come back because you don't think Jesus is going to go like this, he, he's going to go like this. In the kindness of God, he has forgiveness for you. If that's you today, I want you to just raise your hand and we're going to pray a prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, for those maybe who weren't brave enough to raise their hand or maybe 
Maybe everybody here is saved, Lord, but Father, we give you our hearts. We say we're sinners. We want you to forgive us. Lord, pour your kindness into us that we can pour it out to others. That's really what it's all about, Lord. It's not about us at all. It's totally about you. In Jesus' name, amen. So if, if you checked one of those boxes, you can come up and see Pastor, Matt, Pastor Stacy or Pastor Steve or Fred and I, Pastor Tom, because we, we want to hear. We want to know that you've recommitted your life to the Lord. We want to know that you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, and we will have that listening ear in kindness and in love, because that's what God wants us to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. We're going